Hello. And welcome to Historically Really Good Friends mini episode. A mini queer history podcast. I'm Rachel Craig. And I'm Jared Femblow. We're back. Thank you for sending in more of your stories because we've got another, a second mini. So we're back, baby. Yeah, thank you. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll second that. Thank you for sending in your stories. I just wanted to say, you know, I am really moved by these. I know this is a little cheesy. Please forgive me. I know I'm like kind of a sap on every episode, but you know, I'm really impacted by you all feeling like you can trust us with your stories. We don't know you all personally. And so I really appreciate and I'm so grateful for you kind of entrusting us two silly little gooses with <laughs> mm-hmm. your your very personal and very impactful stories. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. And I think about them often and I think about you all often and I hope you're having a lovely day. That was like the perfect summation of how I'm feeling. So ditto. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> Uh, For anyone new listening to this second Listener Stories episode, basically what we do is we take listener submissions about your queer experiences, your, you know, the moment you knew you were uh, queer or your coming out story or just like a funny story about you being queer or like a personal figure in your life that's queer that really moved you. Maybe, you know, you're you're not queer, but you have someone in your life that's queer and you, you really want to talk about them. You can do that too. We take all those submissions and we read them back to you, to the other listeners, just to kind of normalize queer lives and queer happenings. So yes, and to and to submit your own stories to queer history. You know, we're we're actively making that. So now they are concrete in this podcast. It's the perfect level of, I guess, engagement. You know, (laughs) we're not super famous. Um, we're not really famous we're at all. We're not famous so at it's, all, babes. It's like, if you want to share, this is maybe a great first little step and stone. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> so if you if you listening right now do want to share your own story or a story about someone else, probably with their permission, mm-hmm. go ahead and slide into our DMs or write to us at historicallyreallygoodfriends at gmail.com. Again, that is historicallyreallygoodfriends at gmail.com. And with that being said, we have four listener stories. Let's jump into them. Why don't you go first? All right. So we have a story from our email. The subject is the gay awakening. And we're going to assume if you don't kind of include a signature that you'd like to remain anonymous. So I'm going to honor that assumption (laughs) that we're making. So the person has submitted anonymously the story of the gay awakening. They write, it all started when I was in first grade. I had a really pretty girl as my bench partner. I always wondered if girls could marry girls. So I told her one day, quote, you know, I would love to be your husband. That's really sweet. Yeah. But she started to laugh and went and told all Mm. of my classmates. They all made fun of me. God, kids suck. Yeah, kids. I'm scared of kids. Kids are so mean. Nasty. When I had talked to the teacher about it, she glared at me and told me not to speak nonsense, so I never told anyone about how I felt about girls. Until the fifth grade. I met this other girl, she was super friendly to me, and I was attracted to her, and I wanted to kiss her, but in a, quote, sister way. And that's when it hit me that sisters don't kiss. No, they do not. (laughs) I never really knew what gay men until the end of fifth grade. 
I always thought I was weird for liking girls until I found out what gay meant. But I knew I was not completely gay. I still liked boys, and that's why I figured myself out at the end of seventh grade. I am bisexual, and I came out to some of my friends, but not to my parents. Someday I will, though. And that's the story of the gay awakening. What a great story. Thank you for your yes. submission. Thank you for your submission. Thank you for, again, trusting us with that story. It mm-hmm. sounds like, you know, there were some definite challenges and hardships and mean ass kids. I really, kids genuinely scare me. No um, but I'm glad that you are now comfortable with that and have friends that are more receptive. And mm-hmm. I, for one, think it's really, really sweet that you went up to someone and said you wanted to be their husband. That's also. Figuring out your sexuality in seventh grade, that is still very young. You have plenty Mm -hmm. of time. So I hope you didn't feel like you needed to rush to, you know, find out who you Mm -hmm. were before you had words to put to it. You know, so I'm glad that you were able to come to this realization and and figure out who you liked and what you wanted. And we are very, very proud of you. Yes, you've got lots of love to give now. And um, I hope you find someone to marry one day that uh, doesn't laugh when you ask if you if they want if you want to be their uh, husband or wife. Or kiss my sisters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. The first email that I have is the subject line is listener story, baby. And this comes from <laughs> our very, very good friend Brielle, and she writes. Hello, loves. As a friend of the pod, I don't need to be anonymous for this. So thank you, Brielle. I am sharing (laughs) your name. I would like to share the first time I met my girlfriend or that time I had the lock eyes across a room and know you're going to fall in love moment of my lesbian romantic comedy dreams. (laughs) It was the spring of 2017. I was nearing the end of my first year of college and my roommate invited me out to a queer party he'd heard about through an LGBTQ plus club on campus. We showed up to an on-campus apartment full of people I had seen once or twice, or knew because of my roommate, but I mostly stayed close to my friends and to the edges of the room. At the moment in question, I probably had a cup of jungle juice in my hand and closer by the chain smokers featuring Halsey was probably playing on the speaker somewhere. It's a throwback. <laughs> but I remember turning my head and seeing her so clearly across the room. It was truly like everyone else went out of focus for a moment, and all I could see was her, standing by the opposite wall, and all I could think was, I have to talk to her. I didn't even know what I would talk to her about, but I just knew I had to. I had never been so immediately drawn to someone I didn't know, and something in my gut told me not to ignore that feeling. My roommate knew her from the LGBTQ plus club, and I must have begged him to introduce us because he called her over, and suddenly she was right there in front of my face. (laughs) After making the introductions, my roommate walked away and then it was just the two of us and I really started to panic. In the time in between us locking eyes for the first time and her making her way over, I hadn't thought of a single thing to say. I hadn't come up with any witty observations or good questions to ask so that she would actually keep talking to me. Thanks to her kindness and her ability to make easy conversation, we must have chatted back and forth for a minute or two about the party or our majors or something trivial. And then just as I was hoping she would profess that she too felt the spark (laughs) I felt from across the room, she walked away. And then a couple of weeks later, she graduated from undergrad and I was resigned to the fact that my crush would be nothing more than that and I would probably never see her again. Thankfully for me though, the rom-com continued. We would serendipitously run into each other all the time the following semester as she started her first year of graduate school. 
After a couple of months of dancing around each other in the hallways and in town, we finally exchanged Snapchats and then phone numbers, and I've been able to talk to her about everything and nothing almost every day for the last four and a half years since then. This one hit different. This one hit different. <laughs> and that's Brielle's little meet-cute rom-com situation ship with Thanks. her current girlfriend, who Rachel, I will say for the both of us, we are absolutely in love with as well and want to be our girlfriends. Yeah, we're we're in love with, with Brielle's current girlfriend. We had similar experiences. And you know what? Snapchat, Snapchat bringing will save us the all. cuties together. Yeah, bringing the cuties together. And helping our good friend Brielle find someone who just just about deserves her. Absolutely. (laughs) So we have another story with the title Queer Story. Classic. It begins, hello, hello. I love what y'all are doing with HRGF. I told you I'm honoring exactly how they say it. Mm It's so awesome to listen to the pod, and I thought I would contribute my little story about an experience that helped me come into my identity as someone who's queer. Although I'm still learning and growing as a queer individual, a really special moment to me in my queer journey was being part of an event called Space Makers in college. Hmm. Space Makers was a free QTPOC, which is queer and trans people of color, gathering that gave an open place and time outside of nightlife to really connect with fellow members of the queer community. They would have an event each month centered around a specific topic, such as holding space, self-love, representation, and allowed people to really dissect what it means to them, their own communities, and the queer community as a whole. And while speaking with queer people of various backgrounds, cultures, and professions, it really broadened my perspectives and allowed me to start the work of defining what queerness means to me as a gay Korean American. And although they haven't been active for some time now, the friendships and takeaways I have from them are immeasurable. I hope this works as a contribution story and keep up the great work, Jared and Rachel. Y'all are killing it. All the best, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alex. And again, you know, I think it takes an exceptional amount of bravery to share your story, but especially a story of, you know, you still finding yourself and, Mm -hmm. and, sharing that vulnerable vulnerability of I didn't know what I was feeling and I was learning things about myself. So thank you for that. And that sounds like also a really awesome club and organization. Well, I will say that I was kind of hoping when you said space makers that it was going to be something to do with outer space, forgetting completely what we were doing. Um, but yeah. this does sound better. This sounds, uh, that sounds nice. So I sounds really... sounds more substantial. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad that you had yeah. had the space and and uh, specifically for queer trans, queer mm-hmm. and trans people of color. It's incredibly needed yes. space, and I'm glad that you had that and found that, and were able to uh, kind of take a lot away from mm-hmm. that and have supportive friendships yeah. too. That's so key, and definitely sounds. I mean, space is cool, but um, finding some good friends and finding yourself <laughs> sounds so much maybe better. slightly more impactful, yeah. at least personally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and the last story that we have today, the subject line is a good old classic listener story. It just says listener story. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a classic, classic headline, but. It says, hello, this is probably not the coolest story you will get, but I came out to my family as bi this past Christmas at the age of 23, LOL. 
growing up in an Irish Catholic household with a mom who has spoken about bisexuals eventually, quote unquote, picking a side and then never having dated a woman, it took me a while to even realize that I was bi and then to feel like I was bi enough to belong in the community. Looking back on my life, it's funny because the signs were there. My first kiss and exploration of my body was with one of my best female friends at the time. I explained to her that I wanted my first kiss to be with a friend because boys are jerks, and she proceeded to teach me a lot more than just kissing. Maybe it was the heteronormative environment I grew up in, but I honestly thought this is just what good friends do. I sometimes have intense friendships and like to show affection to my friends physically. I'd also consider myself a pretty sexually free person, so the lines on what is friendship and what is more than that can sometimes be hard to tell. But looking back, there are definitely women I was friends with that I was actually crushing on and just didn't fully realize. I'm happy to say that my family was really supportive. My mom said that she, quote, knew one of yous had to be gay, end quote, and hopefully now have a better understanding of bisexuality. Thank you for hearing my story, run-on sentences, slash poor grammar and all. Love, Kiva. Thanks, Kiva. Um, one, congratulations um, on kind of taking that step and coming out to your family. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad to hear that they were supportive. I know what it's like to come from an Irish Catholic background. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and I just really, really resonated with me. I know one of you's was was bound to be was ought to be <laughs> so thank you for for sharing your story it gave me you know a couple of a couple of good giggles and i'm glad that you're chuckle. in a place now where you yeah where you feel comfortable sharing those things with us and your friends and your family absolutely and one thing that i will like to to include in here one boys are jerks if that's just like a known True, fact, correct boys are True. jerks uh, so you're right. And also, I'm sorry that you felt like you had to kind of like prove to yourself that you were bi enough mm -hmm. to be a part of the community. If you are bi, you are bi and bi is a part of the queer community. You don't have to ever, this goes for anyone, not just you, Kiva, but this, you know, you never should have to feel like you need to prove yourself to be a part of the community. If you are queer, you are queer, you are here, you are welcome. And here at Historically Really Good Friends, we welcome you. So thank you for your story and, and your trust and we loved hearing from everybody today. If you would like to send in your story, again, please DM us on Instagram or send them to historicallyreallygoodfriends at gmail.com. We will talk to you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.